The views expressed by speakers are their own and may not necessarily represent the views of the IMS. Hello, I'm Marla Shapiro and I sit on the board of the International Menopause Society and I'm joined by Nick Penney. Nick, can you introduce yourself to our women who are watching today's meeting? Hello, I'm Nick Panay. I'm president-elect of the International Menopause Society and I'm a gynecologist from London running busy menopause clinics in that locale. So if I'm a woman in my 30s or early 40s and I begin to notice that my menstrual cycles are getting a little bit longer or a little bit more irregular, should I be concerned about that? I think the important thing is to report these uh, symptoms, these changes sooner rather than later. It's really important that you go and see your healthcare provider, be it a GP or a nurse practitioner and get uh, your irregular periods investigated because uh, it could be nothing, but uh, it could be a sign that there is a problem with the ovaries and that should be checked out sooner rather than later. So tell me the difference between an early menopause, because we know that most women are in their early 50s when they should be entering menopause, versus ovaries that are failing prematurely. Well, statistically, early menopause occurs before the age of 45. Um, and anything earlier than 51 is still relatively early. But prematurely failing or insufficient ovaries is when they stop working before the age of 40. Uh, and we know that occurs because the ovaries uh, run out of uh, eggs prematurely, or perhaps they didn't have uh, very, uh, there were very few eggs to begin with. Um, and so it's really important that that condition is differentiated and investigated as soon as possible because it has a, an even greater significance uh, than uh, um, diagnosing uh, natural menopause. So talk to me about what some of those concerns should be if I'm a woman who has premature ovarian insufficiency. Well, um, the important thing to note is whether associated with the irregular periods is whether there may be some symptoms such as hot flushes, sweats, mood swings, brain fog, some women describe insomnia, and also symptoms such as dryness of the skin, hair, vaginal dryness, et cetera. These are important uh, symptoms that may be associated with this condition. Uh, in addition to this, there may be difficulties in achieving a pregnancy. Uh, and again, uh, for these reasons, it's really important that these symptoms are reported sooner rather than later, because we may be able to be more proactive about treatment uh, and prevent, prevent unnecessary suffering. So if you look on the internet as a woman and try to sort this out, you'll often read that hormones are going to give you breast cancer or heart disease or a stroke. Um, so women often will think, okay, it's early, but better I do nothing about this. What messaging do you have for us as women who might have these thoughts? I like to think of hormone replacement uh, with premature ovarian insufficiency as you would with replacing insulin with diabetes or thyroxine with thyroid insufficiency. It is a genuine type of hormone replacement. You are not extending your lifetime exposure to hormones, which is what happens when you use hormones for natural menopause. You're just putting back hormones that would naturally have been there. And because uh, you're doing such a thing, usually the benefits far outweigh the risks. Um, and I know that there are concerns uh, in natural menopause and extending that with regards to breast cancer, but these risks 
do not apply to women uh, who are less than 40 years of age. You're literally just replacing the hormones that would have naturally been there. And if I don't replace the hormones, what type of health risks might I be undertaking that I normally would not be seeing if I went to the natural age of menopause in my 50s? Well, it can have a significant, a profound impact on quality of life. I've mentioned the symptoms that can occur, uh, but also with time, uh, what can happen is that there can be progressive bone loss and that can result in uh, fractures, osteoporosis related fractures where the bones become fragile. Uh, there can be an increase in, in heart disease risk and there can be a, a, an increase other, in other metabolic disorders like diabetes, and then there are even studies which show, particularly after a surgical menopause, then you could be potentially putting your risk, uh, your, yourself at risk of dementia uh, and even Parkinson's. And all of these uh, conditions are so avoidable. Uh, so it's really important that we deal with this sooner rather than later. So I hear you saying to women who may have premature ovarian insufficiency or complete failure, that looking at them in the same basket of menopause is completely not true that they must understand that this is a different situation with different health outcomes. Absolutely. Natural menopause is a, is a natural event. It's a physiological event. Uh, this is a pathological event and it needs to be treated as we would with uh, any other uh, pathological illness. So I think this is such important messaging for women in general to understand that if they begin to see menstrual irregularity earlier than anticipated, that this is something that should not be ignored. Absolutely. And I think the way we avoid this is by education. We need to improve education at schools, at universities, and also uh, at uh, uh, postgraduate level and society in general. People need to be aware that uh, irregular periods should not just be put down to weight changes or stress. Uh, it should actually be investigated uh, because it could be uh, hiding a condition such as premature ovarian insufficiency which needs to be treated promptly and appropriately. Do you think women tend to ignore this and as a result, we underestimate the prevalence of this as a problem? I think this is so true. Uh, and, and in fact, when we do surveys in areas where we haven't been relying on women just to come forward spontaneously, but have been surveying the population, we find that the incidence is much higher than was originally thought. We used to say that this condition occurred in about 1% of women. But we now know from large studies from all around the world that uh, the incidence uh, can be significantly higher uh, and it can vary between three to 7%. We also know that it can vary from country to country and that in countries such as India, the incidence of premature and early menopause tends to occur more commonly. Such important messaging for women to have. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a great pleasure, Marla. Thank you very much.